Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to WBC Central, a baseball isn't boring podcast. This is episode six, I believe, um, and... This is one that we've been waiting for for a long time because today is when we finally start the pool breakdowns of every pool in the WBC. It's February 23rd. We are getting super close. We're, we're less than two weeks away from the WBC. So we are starting now our pool breakdowns. We'll go pool by pool. Every episode is going to be a different pool. Starting with pool A. Next week will be pool B and C. And then end it with D. Um which is the grand finale since everybody's ready for Pool D. Um, but yeah, we're starting with Pool A today. Um, like I said, we are getting super close to the tournament. Um, the first games are the beginning of March, uh, I believe March 8th. So, or March 7th, late night, March 7th. So we're really close. Um, I can't wait for it to start. Um, but we will start with some news and notes around the WBC before we get into the pools breakdown. First off, some roster news, uh, or yeah, I guess we'll start with some roster news. Donovan Solano is out. He is no longer on the roster for Colombia, unfortunately, which is kind of a big blow for Colombia. He was one of their stronger bats uh, in their lineup, but he also was a free agent until like three days ago. He just signed with the Twins, and so because of that, he's going to be focusing on spring training. Um, he's going to stay in camp with the Twins in Minnesota uh, and just prepare for the season. Uh, Dilson Herrera is replacing him on the roster, uh, which is super fun. I know a lot of players, uh, a lot of fans like this player. Um, I don't know a ton about Dilson Herrera other than uh, the fact that, uh, yeah, he's like a fan favorite. Um, so hopefully he does well, but Donovan Solano is out. Alejandro Kirk is his participation, unfortunately, is questionable for Mexico, that one would be a huge blow, especially for a team that I think is going to be pretty strong in this WBC. This is the strongest Mexican team we've ever seen. And he's one of their strongest bats. So Alejandro Kirk, his baby, him and his partner's baby is due. Um, their child is due, I believe, like in the next week or so. So it's it's getting really close, and uh, John Schneider, the Blue Jays manager, had mentioned that his particip participation in the WBC is in question. I don't really know what that means, whether he's threatening to keep him out or if it's something that like Alejandro Kirk has mentioned to him, like if my baby is not born by then, 
um, or, or or I'm not able to make it to spring training in time, then we might have to consider dropping out. I don't know what the logistics are. It's just Schneider said that his participation is in question. Um, also, another player that's out, Nick Pavetta for Canada is no longer playing in the WBC, um, I believe due to illness. Uh, so he won't be playing. He'll be staying with the Red Sox and uh, focusing on the season as well. So those are the players that are no longer in the WBC. Um, some good news or some, I guess, just big news. John, uh, John Morosi tweeted out today, Julio Urias is the game one starter for Mexico in the WBC. So their game one is against Colombia, which is a massive matchup for both teams. Most people... I would say pretty much everyone expects the USA to be the number one seed out of pool C. Um, and it's just up the, the seed two, the second seed in that pool is totally up for grabs. Mexico has a good chance. Colombia is also very solid. Canada is very good. Maybe great Britain were to sneak in a win or two. Um, I would still have Mexico at this point, but it's really going to, that first game is going to be uh, a big test and a big, uh, going to make some big, a big impact on the rest of that pool because whoever wins that game puts the other team under a lot of pressure to uh, perform the rest of the pool. So especially if like, for example, if Mexico loses, they play the U S the next day. So they could start out the tournament with two straight losses. So it's kind of a must win for both Colombia and Mexico. And I think that's why, Julio Urias is starting that first game rather than waiting a day and starting for the U.S. Uh, against the U.S. So that's a big that's big news. Um, yeah, go to my Twitter. Also, China. I finally found some photos of China's uniform, and it is as beautiful as we expected it, with like the dragon that turns into the sea into China across the chest. Looks a lot like their 2008 uh, Olympic baseball. Uniforms as well, um, but these are just so clean. They're, they're like bright red with the white. There, it, it, it's filthy. Um, so those are a lot of fun. I don't know hardly any of the players on the team. A lot of them, most of them, have been playing in the, I guess, domestic league in China, which there's hardly any information out publicly about. Uh, but at least they'll look good playing and trying to beat Japan. <laughs> But, yep, so that's a lot of fun. Uh, the last thing with the news and notes, Japan has been streaming their training camps every day for free on YouTube. And it is so much fun to watch. It's like six hours straight of just like white noise baseball sounds. There's no talking or anything. So you can just kind of skim through and find players that you want to watch, like take BP or, uh, or do like long toss, play in the field or whatever. But there are like 20,000 plus fans watching at all times on, on YouTube. If you go at any time it's live, it's like always 20,000 plus. It's crazy how bought in the Japanese fans are to just watching practice like the training camp. So it'd be really cool to see like Team USA stream some of their, uh, their training camps live. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but uh, be interesting to see what kind of reception it would get. I'd watch a lot of it. So, um, yeah, if you're interested in that, go to YouTube and you can go check out Japan's training camp videos. All right. Now for the meat and potatoes of this episode. Today, we're going to do the Pool A 2023 WBC breakdown. We got five teams in this pool. Taiwan, 
Panama, Kingdom of the Netherlands, Cuba, and Italy. This pool is super, super interesting to me because it is the pool that I would say of the four, and I, I've said this before, but this pool is easily, in my opinion, the most even and the most balanced pool across the board. All of these teams have a chance, I think, to make it out of the pool. Um, I would not be surprised if any of the five were to uh, were to find a way to make it out. It's a round robin. Every team plays each other one time. Anything can happen in that uh, kind of scenario. So there's teams that I think are a little bit stronger than others, but for the most part, they're all in that like kind of mid-tier, mid-upper almost, but mid-tier teams. Um, so I can't wait to see how this shapes up. If you look at the Pool A game schedules, of course, Pool A is in Taichung, Taiwan. So it's going to be a lot of these games are going to be really late at night or early in the morning for, uh, for people, fans in the U.S., but if you're looking at the schedule, the first game is late night on March 7th. It's the first game of the WBC. You got Cuba versus the Kingdom of the Netherlands. The next day, you got Panama versus Taiwan or Chinese Taipei on their website. Uh, and Panama versus Netherlands. Thursday, the 9th, you got Italy versus Cuba and Cuba versus Panama. Cuba plays two games, although I believe if that is, I guess... It says on here two games on Thursday, but that's our time, and it's 6 a.m. and 11 p.m., so there it would technically be two different days, um, one in the night and then one the next morning or the next midday. Friday, you got uh, Italy and Taiwan, and then at night, Italy and Panama. Saturday, Kingdom of the Netherlands versus Taiwan. Taiwan versus Cuba, and then the last day is Kingdom of the Netherlands versus Italy to close out Pool A. So 10 games, like I said, every team plays each other one time. I, It's going to be a ton of fun. This, is, this pool is completely up in the air. So, um, yeah, let's go ahead and go into the breakdowns. We're going to go into a roster breakdown of all five teams. We'll start out with the pool hosts Taiwan, or Chinese Taipei. It is in Taiwan. In Taichung, Taiwan, they are the hosts. I think that is a huge advantage for them because they, they're the team that has home field advantage, especially in a pool that is very even across the board. So if you look at the if you look at the history of Taiwan, they have been in the uh, in the WBC the whole time. So all five tournaments they have participated in the WBC ever since 2006. In 2006, they finished 12th. In 2009, they finished 14th. In 2013, they finished 8th. And in 2017, they finished 14th. This year, I again see them as sort of like a mid-tier team. Um, I think that they have a, a pretty solid roster. They have all the stars from the CPBL in Taiwan. Uh, but if you look at their roster, I, I think it might be lacking in a couple areas uh, compared to a lot of the top teams. So the roster is broken down. 23 players from the CPBL, three players from NPB in Japan, and four players from affiliated ball, whether MLB, minor leagues, or, or free agency. Um, so it's primarily CPBL players in Taiwan. A couple of, I guess we can go through the projected lineups and the, uh, the projected rotation. The rotation right now, um, if, if I were to project it out right now, it, it would be Wei Chung Wang, uh, Xiao Ching Chiang, Chi Wei Hu, and Zhu Peng Wang. 
they are all uh, the top pitchers pretty much from the CPBL. Um, Wei Chung Wong, he has four years of MLB experience. So he is one of, he, he's the top pitcher in Taiwan at the moment, I would say. Uh, and talking with a couple of, uh, of my friends and uh, connections on Twitter that actually actively follow CPBL. Uh, they said he would probably most likely be the ace. I just, full uh, disclaimer, I don't watch, I at least haven't in the past watched much at all uh, of CPBL games. I plan to this next year, but I don't know a ton about the league. Um, yeah, so Jen Ho Sang is another pitcher on the roster that has MLB experience. Um, you have Che Xian Chen. He is uh, one of the top hitters on the in the lineup uh, he's played for the uni lions he has a career 349 batting average um throughout his entire career in cpbl which i believe he's been playing for like i have six seven years or so um if you look at the projected lineup you have chen chia san um lin li yu chang Su Wei Lin, uh, Gung Kwang, Galigalau, uh, Wei Chen Wong, Po Jung Wong, Nian Ting Wu, and Kun Yu Cheng. Thank you for <laughs> for uh, letting me pronounce those in the best way that I can. I know that I pronounced some of those wrong, but I did my best. <laughs> um, so yeah, a lot of the, the a couple of the top hitters, like I said, uh, and actually in last episode, Lin Lee, I, I mentioned him as well in the players that I'm excited to see. He is probably the best hitter in CPBL right now. He won the MVP in 2022, um, can kind of play all over the field, second base, third base, outfield, um, had a 175 WRC plus last year, tied for the league in home runs, and led the league in a lot of uh, different offensive categories. Uh, Galigalau is another player that he led. He was also tied for the league. He's their catcher. Um, so these are he led the league in in home runs. So these are guys you want to watch out for. Um, the two guys that I think that MLB fans might know are Yu Chang, who's uh, projected to start somewhere in the infield. He's kind of plays all over the place. Second base, I have him in this graphic and in my projections right now, but he could also play anywhere in the infield, maybe uh, maybe first base a little bit. And then uh, Tu Wei Lin, who I know Red Sox fans love. He's like a cult favorite. <laughs> so uh, he'll be on the team and he'll be one of their better uh, players as well. So, yeah, I really like this team. I think that they have a opportunity to do something really cool. They have a ton of positional flexibility. That's something to know about this uh, this roster. Is I have these projections up here, but all of these guys could be kind of shifted around and played in and play in different positions. Two Wei Lin could play all over the field. Yu Chang plays all over the infield. Um, you got. Like Nian Ting Wu, he has played other multiple positions in the infield. So I I don't know what the starting lineup for like game one will look like for them uh, on the field, but um, I think that that can only help that positional flexibility to allow players to play where they need to and and where it fits them best to allow the best bats to get in the lineup. So um, yeah, their captain is Wang Wei Chen. He is uh, their third baseman. So definitely look out for him as well. I have I have pretty decent hopes for them. I think that, like I said, it does help that they're the hosts. I don't know if they have the bats to make it out of this um, out of this pool. We'll go over a lot of these other teams, and you'll see the strength is the the lineup for a lot of these teams. Pitching is kind of lacking for most of the teams in Pool A, but 
um, especially for Taiwan. I don't know if they have one of the top lineups. These are all the stars in, in CPBL, so I could be very surprised. Hopefully, I am. I'd love to see them perform and do well, um, but I, I don't know. I don't know if I see them coming out of this pool. So, yeah, that is, that's Taiwan. We'll move on to Panama. And Panama is really interesting to me. I like their team a lot. Unfortunately, they did lose out on a couple of their top eligible players when rosters were released. But I still really like, um, really like their roster. They just requalified. If you look at their WBC history, 2006, they finished 14th. 2009, they finished 15th. And this is out of 16 teams, so they have not done much in the WBC. 2013 and 2017, they actually did not qualify at all. So it, um, it was a big deal that they requalified last year in 2022. Um, the qualifier was held in Panama, so there was a bunch of fans there uh, cheering them on, and it was, it was really exciting to be able to see them get back into the WBC for the first time in forever. So, yeah, that'll be a lot of fun to see them. Their captain is Ruben uh, Tejada. He has plenty of MLB experience as well. He, like I said, he's their captain, nine years of MLB experience. Currently, I think he's in the Atlantic League, but he'll be one of their top players and just like a, a leader in the clubhouse. Uh, another player that MLB fans definitely know is Christian Bethencourt, um, another veteran with six years of MLB experience. He is going to be starting most likely at catcher for them. They have a couple catchers on the team. He could also play first base, but um, just with his veteran experience, um, he, uh, my guess is he's, he's going to be behind the plate um, just to be able to be kind of that second captain and, and veteran voice leader out there on the, on the field. Uh, a couple other players to look out for, um, Jonathan Raus, uh, Ivan Herrera, Jose Ramos. Uh, if you look at the projected lineup, you got Alan Cordoba, uh, Ruben Tejada, Jonathan Raus, Christian Bethencourt, Jose Ramos, Ivan Herrera, Tiario Santa Maria, uh, Rodrigo Orozco, and Edgar Munoz. I, I kind of want to highlight a couple players, specifically Jose Ramos. I mentioned him in the last episode as well, but he's a stud. He's one of the, uh, he's, he's a prospect in the Dodgers organization, um, one of their top 10 prospects. Uh, he's got a ton of pop. He had an 818 OPS last year, 25 home runs and 97 RBI uh, in the minors, I believe mostly in double A. Um, did really, really well for them to help them qualify like in the WBC qualifiers last year. So he'll be in the lineup, right in the middle of that lineup, maybe about fifth, fourth, fourth, fifth, sixth uh, range. Um, so yeah, definitely look out for him. Ivan Herrera is another guy that I'm really excited to watch on this team. He uh, was kind of the player that was the, the catcher in line to be like the heir apparent for the Cardinals catcher position when Yachty left. But when they traded for Wilson Contreras, kind of put him on the on the back burner or at least put him behind schedule a little bit. So I don't know what their uh, their hopes are for him moving forward, the Cardinals, but he's still a very solid player. Um, I'm really excited to see him on this team. Hopefully he gets a chance to play some at, uh, behind the plate, but he'll probably play a lot of first base as well. He might switch off behind the plate with Christian Bethencourt. I'm not sure what their plans for, for him are. If you look at the projected rotation, you've got Jaime Berea, uh, Humberto Mejia, uh, Andy Otero, and uh, Harold Arauz. So you got a couple MLB names. Um, Jaime Berea played for the Angels, uh, plays for the Angels, had a 2-1-6 ERA last year in 79 and a third innings. So he's a pretty solid reliever. He'll probably be their ace, though. Uh, their projected closer is Javi Guerra. So again, another team 
that's kind of lacking in the pitching department. Um, Justin Lawrence is another MLB arm that they have. Um, you got, I don't know. It's tough to see them being able to pitch their way out of the pool as well. Especially, we'll go over some of the uh, other teams. This lineup is solid. They have a couple very reliable veteran bats and a couple very intriguing prospects. But the high-end talent, I don't think, is there compared to a lot of these other teams. I'd love to see them win a game or two so they don't have to requalify again and risk not making it in the next 2026 WBC. But it would have to probably, I mean, I mean, all of these teams are pretty solid. Italy, Netherlands, Cuba, and of course, Taiwan, as we mentioned. So I don't know. I don't expect a ton of them in this pool, but I wouldn't be surprised because they got MLB talent and they got experience. So in a tournament setting like this, I think that can carry you a long way. Next up in pool A for the WBC, we'll talk about Italy. Italy is a really fun team, in my opinion, because they are so young. If you look at the Italian roster, I have the graphic up there now as well. Um, they, it's a lot of young dudes. It's a lot of prospects and like new players in MLB. Most of these players are uh, Italian-American, but there are a couple Italian-born players as well. Even one Brazilian-born who's Brazilian-Italian. Um, so... His name is Thiago Da Silva. It'd be a lot of fun to see him pitch. He's on the DPP, though. So if you look at the WBC history for Italy, in, 20, in 2006, they finished 10th. In 2009, they finished 10th. 2013, they finished 7th, which is their best finish of any WBC they've had. And in 2017, the last one, they finished 12th. So they've always kind of been a mid-tier team. Um, they haven't really made it, I don't know, They've, they've met expectations, maybe exceeded expectations in, in 2013, but never like impressed to the point of making it to semifinals or, or being that Cinderella team. Um, but this team, like I said, is a lot of fun to watch. If you look at the projected lineup, Sal Frelick, David Fletcher, Vinny Pasquantino, Nick, Nicky Lopez, Don, Dominic Fletcher, Ben Deluzio, Miles Mastroboni, Robel Garcia, and Brett Sullivan. So all guys that play in MLB or in the minor leagues, but they're all in affiliated ball, which is saying a lot considering a lot of these teams don't have that or don't have a, a full roster or lineup of players in, in a top league. So, um, yeah, I really like this team. The team is led by Mike Piazza. You can see here that there's no captain, but the manager is Mike Piazza. Um, they, yeah, they look awesome. Let's go over a couple of the, the, the bats. Sal Frelick, one player I'm really, really excited to watch because he is one of the top prospects in baseball. He's the Brewers' number two prospect. He's the number 30 overall prospect in baseball. With the loss of Brandon Nimmo, this is a big get for them. They lost Brandon Nimmo and Trey Mantini. So two big bats. But Sal Frelick uh, being out there in the outfield, I think is going to be big for them. Uh, David Fletcher, honestly, I think the part that I'm most excited with David Fletcher is that the fact that since Italy is in Pool A, which is in Taiwan, they have the chance if they do make it out of the pool stage, the quarterfinals will be in Tokyo. And because of Shohei Otani... There are a lot of Angels fans in Japan. A lot of Japanese fans are Angels fans. And because of that, 
a lot of Japanese fans love David Fletcher. So I really want to see him, like this team, make it to Japan in the quarterfinals, make it out of the pool so that all of the Japanese fans can watch him in person. But a lot of Japanese fans reach out to me to say that they're excited about that potential. So um, it's really cool because David Fletcher's brother, Dominic Fletcher, who is a prospect in the D-backs organization, is also on the team. He could start at center field or left field. He can start anywhere in the outfield, but his glove is rock solid. He's one of the best defenders, uh, from what I understand, in the whole D-backs organization. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's their starting center fielder. Um, Vinny Pasquantino is probably their best bat. Um, dude, absolute mashes. He's uh, got a ton of pop. He is... Um, probably the best I'm trying to think of the, the Royals roster right now, but I would say he's their best hitter right now as well. Um, young guy, him and Nicky Lopez, both on this team from the Royals. So expect a lot from them. Um, ben Deluzio is uh, really, really quick. He'll start in the outfield for them is my guess as well. Uh, he stole a ton of bases in both the minors and in the majors. So Miles Mastroboni, another one, Brett Sullivan. So you have all these guys have MLB experience. And then you go to the, the pitching rotation, and as we see is the trend with a lot of the WBC, but specifically Pool A, the pitching is a little bit lacking. Although, I would say the most surprising name that was announced during the WBC roster re, re, uh, reveal was Matt Harvey. I had no idea he was even Italian. So Matt Harvey is on this team. He's probably going to be their ace, is my guess. He'll start game one or two, depending on um, who they want him to start against, what team. But you look at the projected rotation. You can have something along the lines of Matt Harvey, Andre Pallante for the Cardinals, uh, Joey Marciani, Marciano, and Joe Biagini, former, um, former relief pitcher for Astros and um, Blue Jays and a couple other teams. Closer, Matt Festa. That's a ton of fun. I like Matt Festa a lot on the um, on the Mariners. So hopefully he gets some good innings in. I could see him being the uh, the the closer, but they could also use him in the starting role, depending on what they want, if they want him to get uh, more innings uh, and more pitches in. So again, I really like this team. I think that they have a very decent chance to make it out of the pool if they are able to hit their way out. The pitching is... Again, a little bit lacking, but I think that they're one of the more underrated teams in, in the pool because I don't see a lot of fans or reporters or content creators. Like, I don't see a lot of people guessing or predicting that they're going to come out of pool A. So I'd like to see them do that just, just to prove people wrong. Um, and just because it's so young, I love seeing these prospects in the WBC get to succeed, like Sal Frelick, um, Dominic Fletcher, who might make his MLB debut this next year. So that's a, that's a really fun team. Selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. 
sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Next up, a team that a lot of people are excited for, myself included, Kingdom of the Netherlands. This team, they... They know what they're doing in the, in the WBC. They have been there, again, also every WBC. Um, and they've had some pretty big moments. If you look at their history, in 2006, they finished 11th, 2009, 7th. And then in 2013 and 2017, they finished 4th. So they've made it to the semis both of the last WBCs. And if we're following the trajectory... They've gotten better every year, so maybe they also make it back to the semis this year. Um, this team, like I said, is littered throughout the history books of the WBC, if we can call it that, only since 2006. But one of the biggest moments in WBC history in 2006, in the first WBC, Sharon Martis, one of their pitchers, who was only 19 at the time, threw the first no-hitter in WBC history. So a 19-year-old who wasn't even in MLB yet, or I don't even know if he was in affiliated ball yet, but he, uh, he threw the no hitter and it, it, it was incredible. I've watched like replays and, uh, been able to go like, yeah, watch like the, uh, go back and watch the stream of it on YouTube. And he was dominant. Um, I don't think he's like a big, I don't think he was ever a big strikeout pitcher, but the fact that he was able to get through, I think it was only seven innings at the time um, because either a run rule or uh, the game was cut short for some reason. Seven innings, no hit ball in in the WBC with pitch counts is remarkable. So he is also on the team this year in 2023. So he's 35 now, but he played in the first WBC and he's playing in this one. So that, that's a cool storyline that I'm excited to see. Netherlands also knocked out the Dominican Republic in the 2009 WBC, which is one of the biggest upsets we've seen in WBC history as well. So like I said, they've had some really big moments um, and I expect them to not disappoint this, this time around either. The lineup is absolutely their strong suit. Uh, their projected lineup is Jerickson Profar, leadoff, Didi Gregorius, Xander Bogarts, who's one of the best hitters, maybe, probably the, maybe the best hitter in this pool. Uh, cleanup of Jonathan Scope, Roger Bernardina, Vladimir Ballantine, Josh Palacios, Chadwick Trump, and Drilton Simmons. So all pretty much all of those guys are recognizable for MLB fans. The ones that you may not be too familiar with, Vladimir Ballantine, who did make play a little in uh, the MLB, but really made his name known in NPB in Japan. Uh, he is uh, one of the best hitters of the last uh, decade, I believe, in Japan. He's a lot of fun to watch. Um, and I know a lot of Japanese fans are uh, excited to watch him as well. 
But the big names, of course, Xander Bogarts, who is a stud. Um, he has spent his entire career with the Red Sox. I'm sorry, Coop. He is now on the Padres um, in that super fun lineup. But um, yeah, he's going to be their best hitter, probably the best hitter in Pool A. But um, he'll carry that lineup. You got Jerickson Profar, who hasn't even signed with an MLB team, I believe, yet. But apparently he's on this roster. Um, he wasn't on the roster's reveal show, but uh, their press officer for the Netherlands, Seb Visser, confirmed that he is on the roster. A um, couple other guys that everybody, MLB fans should know. Didi Gregorius, Jonathan Scope, they'll both play infield. Also, this team, a lot like... Taiwan has a lot of positional flexibility. So you can see a lot of those guys like Jerickson Profar, Jonathan Scope, Andrelton Simmons, he's playing um, a couple different positions throughout the tournament. Chadwick Trump, it's a lot of fun. Um, he is one of the uh, the Braves catchers, uh, backup catchers. So um, he's in their organization. I know a lot of Braves fans really like him. Um, the projected rotation, Lars Hoyer, who is the top pitcher in the Dutch league. Um, he's dominant over there. So I'm really excited to see if he's able to translate that over to the WBC. Um, he pitched in the last WBC for them six years ago. Didn't do too well. He only had like three innings pitched though. So it was a very small sample size. Um, he's now six years older, has even more experience. Had a 0.86 ERA last year in the Dutch league. So um, wouldn't be surprised if he's First of all, their ace, but also kind of dominates. Uh, Sharon Martis, who threw that no-hitter I mentioned, Tom DeBlock and J.C. Uh, Sulbaran, they kind of round out that rotation. Um, guys that we don't know if we're going to see, but most likely not, unfortunately. Kenley Jansen, who was originally committed to be on the roster, but now with the Red Sox, he has chosen, uh, I believe it was just like a mutual decision, that he would stay in camp with the Red Sox, focus on spring training, unless they make it to the semis, apparently. So if the Kingdom of the Netherlands makes it to the semifinals, and the reason for that is because that would be in Miami, so that he doesn't have to fly across the world, that's when he would join the team, allegedly. So we'll see if that happens. I wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be too surprised. It'd be uh, maybe unlikely, but I wouldn't be too surprised to see them make it that far. Uh, but if they do, Getting to add an arm like Jansen would be massive for them. So I, they're one of my favorite teams in this tournament, in this pool. Um, I kind of do expect them to probably make it out. They have what I would say is probably the best lineup. I wonder if that is uh, a hot take or not. Probably of the best lineup in Pool A. Probably them in Cuba, but the pitching is a little rough. So. They're really going to need to hit their way out of out of pool A if they want to uh, want to go on. One guy that hopefully y'all were able to listen to the uh, uh, to the interview we just did, but Derek West is in the bullpen. He's officially on the roster for Kingdom of the Netherlands. He's an awesome dude. He's a right-handed pitcher in the Astros organization. He was lights out in the Puerto Rican Winter League uh, through 17 and two-thirds innings. He had a 1.2. 1.02 ERA and 21 strikeouts. So um, I think they're going to rely on him and a couple other guys in the bullpen to hopefully get them some good innings. Um, he's currently in Astros camp, so he'll be joining them at the beginning of March. Um, he'll be flying over to Taiwan to start preparing with them, but I really like him. Last note I want to say on this team, I one of the coolest storylines in the WBC is they have three pairs of brothers on one roster. 
you got the Palacios brothers, you have the Profar brothers, and the Scope brothers. So, um, yeah, this is super cool. I wonder, I, I don't know, but my guess is that not all of those guys have been able to play with each other because there's kind of an age gap between all of those brothers. Um, but the fact that we get to see Richie and Josh Palacios, Jonathan and Charlene Scope, and Jeremy and Jerks and Profar all play together, all on the same team, is really, really cool. Um, so that'll be a really fun storyline to watch. Again, I will... I'll mention this because it may not be clear to everybody, but they have officially rebranded from Netherlands to the kingdom of the Netherlands. The reason for that is because these are, these are all the Dutch countries. You have the Netherlands, Holland, you have uh, Curacao and Aruba, and then a couple other countries that um, are able to represent all of the kingdom of the Netherlands. Most of these players are uh, from Curacao, Aruba, the Netherlands. So it's a really, really fun makeup of different kind of different cultures, but similar cultures because they're all Dutch and they're all Dutch citizens. So um, this is a really fun team. I'm really excited to watch them. And then we will move on to the last team in pool A, who is, I think what probably most baseball fans who have been following the WBC at all in the last couple of months, I would say that this is the favorite for Pool A. And I think I would have to agree. Cuba is pretty solid. Um, they have a lot of players that are very, very intriguing. And I think that they have a very, very good chance to make it out of Pool A. We'll go over my predictions in a little bit, but I do. I, I They're looking good. So Cuba's history in the WBC they started out super strong. In 2006, they actually made it to the final, uh, and they lost to Japan in the WBC final. Um, Yuli Gurriel was even on that team. He's been playing for forever. But he was one of their star hitters. Um, so 2009, they finished sixth. 2013, fifth. And 2007, seventh. So after they made it to that final in 2006, they have uh, they've they've performed well in the top half, but never up to what they did in that first tournament. A lot of Cuban fans are not happy with that. They have very high expectations for this national team and they want to see their team succeed because, I mean, if you follow baseball at all, you know Cuba, you know there are absolute studs in MLB that are Cuban. But the thing about this team is that for the first time in history, they are now allowing MLB players to play for the national team for Cuba. They've never been able to, they've never allowed that on either side. The Cuban government has not, and, and the Federation has not allowed MLB players to play for the national team. And MLB has now passed a license to be able to allow Cuban players in MLB to go play for their country. So because of that, it is, this is a strong team for Cuba. This is definitely one of their stronger teams they've ever had um, because they've added guys like Luis Robert and Juan Makata. Now, we still don't have a lot of the top, top tier stars that are Cuban in MLB because long story short, there are layers and layers and layers of uh, politics wrapped up in the Cuban team and in Cuban-US relations. So because of that, long story short, a lot of the players just don't want to play or are not allowed back on the team uh, for one reason or another. So you don't see guys like Jordan Alvarez, Yuli Gurriel, um, either Guriel, um, you don't see 
uh, like Jose Abreu. So all the top names, a lot of those guys you don't see. But you do have Luis Robert and Yuan Makata, who are two massive additions for this team. Those are going to be their two best bats, is my guess. So if you look at the projected ro- uh, lineup, Roal Santos, Yuan Makata, Luis Robert, Alfredo Despaigne, Yoannis Cespedes, who I think a lot of people did not expect to see on this team, but is awesome that we get to see him play again. Yadier Drake, uh, Andy Ibanez, Lorenzo Quintana, and then, I hope I say this right, Erisbel Arubarena. That's a long last name. <laughs> you, if you see on his jersey, it literally creates like a, like a horseshoe around his number. His na- last name is so long. Um, but this is what I would say is probably the best roster in Pool A. The reason I say that is they might not have quite the bats uh, all the way throughout the lineup that the Netherlands has, but they have some pretty solid pitching. So the rotation, I don't think, is anything that's too um, too impressive or too well-known for MLB fans. you got Elian Leva, who just signed in the CPBL. you got Ro- Roanis Elias, who plays for... Uh, the Cubs, I believe now, um, was on the Mar- Mariners. And then you got Yadiel Rodriguez, who's in, a reliever in NPB, and Ronald Bolaños, who has been on the, uh, uh, the Royals, I believe. So a couple names that fans may know, but none of them like really stick out. But I think the thing that sets this team apart from a lot of the other teams in Pool A is their bullpen arms. Because they got three guys that are unbelievable um, that MLB fans just don't know because they're in the NPB. The three names that you really need to look out for in this team, on this team uh, in the pitching staff are Yadiel Rodriguez, Rydell Martinez, and Levon Moinello. All three of those guys have been some of the top bullpen relief arms, some of the best closers in all of Japan for the last couple seasons. Um, all of them have an ERA hovering around one every year. They all have over nine strikeouts per per nine innings. Levon Monello has a 14.9 strikeout rate uh, per nine innings. So these guys are rock stars. You'll even see uh, Yadiel Rodriguez. He's probably going to start, even though he's been a closer in NPB. So he'll probably start one of their games in the pool stage. So I see, even though MLB fans may not know a lot of these pitchers, I see a lot of these guys really showing up. Um, and being able to shut down some of those other lineups, whether it's Taiwan, Italy, um, might have a tough time against Netherlands. But I think it's a really solid lineup, top to bottom. I would not be surprised if they they were the first seed out of uh, Pool A. Uh, one other name that you'll want to look out for and just be aware of is Alfredo Despaigne. He is their uh, their captain, and he is like a fan favorite in Japan. He played nine seasons in NPB for the Chibalote Marines and the SoftBank Hawks. Um, yeah, he's a rock star. He uh, uh, is going to be right in the middle of their lineup, probably their DH, because he's a little bit bigger now. Uh, he's gaining some weight, so probably shouldn't play defense. But he uh, he's a big bat. Hit a couple bombs, I believe, in the last WBC and has played for Cuba in the last few WBCs. So if they do, if and when, if they do actually uh, make it out of the pool stage, then they will be again in Japan for the quarterfinals. Um, and so you got uh, Alfredo Despaigne and one other name I'm missing. Uh, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Uh, Uriel Graciel? 
Yuris uh, Belgracial. There we go. Both of those guys played in NPB for a long time. Japanese fans love them, especially Despagne. So be looking out for them because um, they'll be pretty solid in the lineup. I like this team a lot. So that is Team Cuba. Yeah, so that's all the teams uh, for Pool A. Um, go ahead and go into my predictions because I've held off this long without making any predictions for the WBC. But with these pool breakdowns, I'm going to start doing that. My prediction for Pool A is the first seed out of Pool A is going to be Cuba. I think just top to bottom, they have the most well-rounded lineup in Pool A. I think they have, if not the strongest, the second strongest, one of the top two strongest lineups. They're hitting in WBC, I mean in uh, Pool A, them and the Netherlands, is very solid. Um, they got a lot of pop in there. I'm really excited to see Luis Robert, Yohan Moncada, Yohannes Cespedes. Um, so their lineup's really good, but the pitching is what puts them over the edge for me. I think they have probably the best bullpen of any team in Pool A. Their starting pitching is decent, um, but we'll see if they can kind of piggyback some bullpen arms together. Those NPB arms are just too, too, uh, too elite. So we'll see. But that's my prediction for for seed one. Seed two, I am going to go with the Kingdom of the Netherlands. Again, that lineup is just too good. You got Xander Bogarts and Jerickson Profar, Jonathan Scope, Didi Gregorius, um, Angelton Simmons, the Palacios brothers, uh, Chadwick Tromp. So I really like that, that lineup. I think they're going to be able to hit pretty much any of the pitching in Pool A. So I, that's my prediction. I'm gonna, I believe that they're going to make it out. I wouldn't be surprised if Italy made it out, but I'm going to take Cuba and Kingdom of the Netherlands. I think that they just have the best hitting in Pool A and just enough pitching in the Netherlands situation and some pretty decent pitching in Cuba's um, to actually make it out of, out of Pool A. So who knows? Maybe Italy can put together some some good games. I love their young team. They might just be a little bit too young, but uh, they got some really good bats. Taiwan is a little bit unknown to me because I don't know CPBL too well, um, but I, I, I like the team. I just I don't know if they're just quite up to par with uh, a lot of these other rosters like Cuba and Netherlands. Uh, and then Panama, unfortunately, I think because they lost out on some of their top players, my, I, I don't have them making it out of full A. Hopefully they get a win though, so that they don't have to requalify. But that is everything for, uh, yeah, for Pool A. That was a lot. Um, this is probably one of the more difficult pools for me to cover because some of these teams are a little bit more more unknown to me, like Panama and uh, Taiwan. Hopefully I did them justice and I didn't butcher any names too bad. Um, I don't see many. <laughs> I don't really see there being an opportunity for any of them to beat Japan in like the, the quarterfinals or semis they could like cuba or the netherlands could beat korea i think that's a really good matchup depending on who's hotter at the time but i still i don't see them really getting past japan in the next round but we'll see so yeah that's everything for pool a uh, let me know if you have any questions we're not going to do any uh q a today because this was a long episode and we do have the uh, interview with Derek West as well. So definitely go listen to that. Um, he's a great guy. If you have any questions, reach out to me. 
DM me, let me know any feedback that you have or anything else that you want to see. Next week, we're going to go into pool, D, uh, pool B and pool C. So be looking out for that because that's going to be a ton of fun. Pool B is Japan and Korea. Long pause. <laughs> Australia, Czech Republic, and China. So it'll be fun to cover them. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about with China, but I will figure something out and hopefully find some information on those players. Um, but yeah, y'all have a great night or a great morning or a great day whenever you are listening to this. And I will see y'all on the next episode of WBC Central. Bye-bye. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.